0: And, you know, it's interesting because General MacArthur on May 12th, 1962, said these words, said some of these words when he made his farewell speech. Duty, honor, country. These three hallowed words reverently dictate what you ought to be, what you can be, what you will be. They are your rallying, rallying point to build courage when courage seems to fail. To regain faith when there seems to be little cause for faith. To create hope when hope becomes forlorn, or that is, becomes hopeless. And my brothers and sisters, I'm, 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 I remember this, this great movie that I went to watch. And it was about the 54th Massachusetts Regiment. An all-black unit, and in its effort to be allowed to fight, had to wait on their moment in history to be allowed to fight. And when the moment came, it would be a difficult task. It would require courage that failed those that went before them it would require an inner strength that surpasseth all understanding. You see, it was depicted in the movie Glory where Colonel Robert Shaw, played by Matthew Broderick, a determined, demanding military man, volunteers to head up the 54th Massachusetts Volunteer Regiment, one of the first units of the United States Army to be made up of entirely black men joining Shaw in battle, a private trip, played by Denzel Washington, a hardened escaped slave, and Sergeant Major Rollins, played by Morgan Freeman, a leader amongst the black soldiers. Together, they did not not only contend with the hatred and prejudices of the enemy, who, who had orders to kill commanding officers of blacks, They also had to deal with the distrust of their own fellow soldiers. Though weary and weakened from battle and march, Shaw and the 54th readily accepted the opportunity to lead the assault on Battery Wagner, is what it was formally called, the strategic stronghold guarding Charleston Harbor on July the 18th. Knowing this battle would prove vital to shaping public opinion, about the use of black soldiers, Shaw told his men how the eyes of thousands would look upon the night's work. And so though they fought gallantly, Shaw and many of the 54th lost their lives in the ensuing battle. The splendid 54th is cut to pieces, wrote Lewis Douglas, son of the famous abolitionist and a soldier in the 54th. The grape and canister shell And many swept us down like chaff, he continued. But still, our men went on and went on and on. So Harriet Tubman, who had gone to witness the battle, wrote, And then we saw the lightning, and that was the guns. And then we heard the thunder, and that was the big guns. And then we heard the rain falling, and that was the drops of blood falling. And when we came to get into crops, it was about the dead that we reaped. So the 54th suffered roughly 42% casualties in this horrific battle against a strongly defended enemy with more than 270 soldiers killed, wounded, captured, and or missing and presumed dead of the 650 men of the 54th that participated in the battle. Though clearly a military defeat, the 54th Regiment's heroic assault on Battery Wagner proved both a powerful political and symbolic victory. Through their actions, the 54th helped convince a skeptical public and military that black men could and would fight bravely. As a result, news of the regiment's courage spurred the recruitment of numerous black volunteers And by the end of the war, there were more than 180,000 African-American men in uniform, a fact which President Lincoln considered instrumental in securing a victory for the Union. And to those of us who served and are serving, and to those of us who are serving in the army of the Lord today, we can surely say that we have been in some battles we can say that we are now in a battle or we are on our way to a battle. And in the, in, the, in the unnecessary English that my old sixth grade teacher would say, boy, don't you use that word. Ain't nothing wrong with your faith or your relationship with God when you are in a battle. Because the Bible says that in this world, you shall have trouble. But even though you are in a battle... You can be of good cheer because Christ has overcome the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so on this Veterans Day, be of good courage. Have the courage to wait. And so in our scripture this morning, it gives us some insight into being of good courage and having the courage to wait. It reads, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. The first thing I want to talk to you about is wait on God. I knew it would get quiet. Because this word wait is a complex word, very complex word in our vocabulary and in our society. In fact, it is not a word that some of us love to hear. But but, but, but the scripture says, wait on the Lord. So in the Hebrew, it is the word kava. And it means to bind together and to wait. It's not just a passive word. And it's not just an active word. It is both passive and active. Waiting, our brothers and sisters, is both passive and active. In this thing we call life, many of us can get frayed by the ups and downs of life. And those of us who served understand that throughout our careers, we've had some ups and we've had some downs. And at times, we did not know if we were going to make it, whether it be in battle or whether it be in our minds. In fact, many of us continue to suffer in our minds, and the only thing that keeps us is this. It is that when the battle comes, we learn to lean on the everlasting lawn. In the battle, our life that was unraveling and about to be out of control, we would lean on the Lord. And when we leaned on the Lord, we would at some point start to feel his presence, and when we felt his presence, that that which was unraveling and out of control is now bound together. In other words, when the battle comes, lack of money. When the battle comes, addiction. When the battle comes, depression. When the battle comes, can't pay your bills. When the battle comes, can't see your way out. Can, when the battle comes, suicidal ideations. When the battle comes, divorce. When the battle comes, relationship issues. And when the battle comes, your life seems To be unraveling. But at that very moment. You can lean on the Lord. And feel his presence. And the things that were unraveling. And about to be out of control. Is somehow bound up. And you get the courage. To continue on. Anybody here this morning ever felt despised and disgusted and wanted to give up and die or faint right in the midst of your struggles? But somehow, some way, while you are waiting on God, praying to him, calling on him, believing in him, some way you got the feeling, not the one James Brown talks about, but the feeling on the inside you get with the presence of God and the rough seas of life were calm and you felt like going on anybody here (laughs) believe that they that wait upon the Lord shall what renew their strength oh we got some Bible readers in this place on this Sunday morning so somebody I wish I had at least two or three of you back in the back or two or or three veterans who could stand up and tell God I'm going to wait I don't know about you, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until I hear from you. Oh, I'll wait for you to see me through, and I'm going to stand still until I hear from you. So I don't know about you, but God is worth waiting on. I, I, don't, I don't know. There's a lot of people not worth waiting on. But God is worth waiting on. Amen? And so I don't know who I'm talking to this morning who's in a hurry, but you need to wait on God. So wait on God. While waiting, maintain courage. So I'm talking about that active and passive, right? So while waiting, maintain courage. I I remember in 1990 when I went to... Uh, Desert Storm, and and my job that I had to do was I had the responsibility of loading vessels with with tons and tons and tons of ammunition, and I got the 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 the, the, the talk on the on the installation was that I could move more tonnage than anybody, and I could. And. And, 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 and so I'm, I went to a ship because they decided to put me on a ship to see how fast I could load it in seven days, working 12, days, 12 hours a day, compared to a ship that they were running 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so at the end of, the, end of that week, they had beat me by one day. And, and so during the process, though, the colonel who ran the installation came down to see me. And so we're standing in the bottom, and we call it the hole. All y'all know something about the ship. So, and I'm in the hole in the very bottom of the ship. And, you know, I have radios, and I have about 40, 50 people working for me besides all the labor. So I'm in the bottom of the hole. The colonel's talking to me, watching me operate. I'm doing my thing. All of a sudden, the radio starts crackling. When the radio ca- starts crackling, the code comes out, fire. Now, I don't know about you, but you're with, with you around a bunch of ammunition and explosives. Fire is not a good thing. The ship at the, po- at, at the wharf just ahead of me, probably not more than 200 feet ahead of me, had just finished loading about 15,000 tons of ammunition. And I don't know how many tons I had on mine. And when fire came out, I'm like, uh-oh. And I looked around. And the colonel took off running. And I just stood back against the the brake wall. And I put my hands like this. And I looked at the colonel. And I'm watching him. And he's running. And when he gets about up three rings up the ladder. Because you got to climb all the way up that ship. And that's a slow process. And you can kill yourself if you're not careful. And he looks back at me. And I'm just standing there calm, cool, and collected. And he looks at me. And he said, "I guess it ain't no point running." I said, "You got it, sir." I say because with fifteen thousand tons of ammunition on that ship, you can't run fast enough to get away from it. So you just will meet the Lord right here. And so and so and so to those of us who served, and I know there are many stories like that. Being a coward was not an option. Whatever we did as veterans, it was dangerous. Whether it was on the battlefield, near the battlefield, or supporting the battlefield, one mistake, and our lives and others would be in jeopardy. You see, my brothers and sisters, it's the same being on the battlefield for the Lord. I don't care what you do for him, but you can't. Be a coward. Mm. As believers, we are called to the battlefield. And our mission given to us by God, we're told to go and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So, my brothers and sisters, while you are waiting on the Lord, do something for the Lord consistent with Matthew 28, 19, and 20. My brothers and sisters, if you're not doing anything for others and everything you do is for for yourself, your actions are inconsistent with the Lord that you are serving and waiting on. How can you believe in a God who serves others and you can't serve others if your life has no element of service to others and it is all about you you need to go check yourself if everything you do with God is about me 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 then you need to go back to the very foundation of when you accepted Christ and you said you believe everything was about you before you found him so why is it after you found him that everything after finding him is about you? Oh, this is a serious day. And so everything about our military is service. And as veterans, we serve this country. And yes, we got something out of serving. So you see, my brothers and sisters, when you serve others, you get something out of serving others. The service that you do leads to to the benefit of others. The service you do for the Lord while you wait should lead to the benefit of others. The sacrifice that we as veterans and our families provided through our military branches for you provides for the protection of your freedoms and your being. So service as a Christian does what? It builds up. kingdom of God and the Bible tells us but whoever would be great among you must be your servant and whoever would be first among you must be your slave even as the son of man came not to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That, that, that That's what the scripture says. So my brothers and sisters, we always say in our day and, and back in the day when the old folks at, at uh, Evergreen, Army Zion would always love to say, speak the truth and shame the devil. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speak the truth and shame the devil. But you can't speak truth if you are a coward. Be of good courage when you spread the faith. Be of good courage when you pray for others. Be of good courage when you make self-sacrifices for the cause of God. Be of good courage when, you're, when you minister to the lost. Be of good courage when others see the Lord in you. Because when you are called to endure, Great affliction. Now I'm talking about the benefit, right? Because when you are called to endure great affliction, when you are called to endure sharp pain or great sickness, or if your business flips upside down and every dollar you have is fleeting and floating into the universe, if your friends forsake you and your foes surround you, wait on the Lord and be of good courage because the God that you and I serve will never leave you nor forsake you and I don't care what comes at you don't you be called a coward for the Lord on the battlefield because his grace will enable us to endure all that life all that nature and all that this world throws at us because his grace is sufficient and because in our weakness his power is made perfect So don't be a coward. While you're waiting, maintain courage. So wait on God. Waiting, while waiting, maintain courage. Waiting strengthens us. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall or will strengthen thine heart. So in military service, particularly in battle, we never rushed into battle. In fact, when we are about to go into battle, we do not go into battle without having proper strength. Our doctrine dictates that we always go into battle with greater numbers than the enemy that we are about to attack. If we get to the battlefield and we don't have proper numbers, then we wait on more numbers from our higher command to strengthen us. While we are waiting on additional troops or additional airplanes or additional fighters or additional close air support, our heart becomes strengthened because we know that our higher command cares about us and will give us the more numbers or the strength to fight the battle. But with God, while we wait, we receive an inner strength, an inner force, and inner power, and inner energy to help us fight our battles. While we wait, He strengthens our faith. While we wait, he strengthens our resolve. While we wait, he strengthens our prayer life. While we wait, he strengthens our reading of his word. While we wait, he strengthens our relationships. And I don't know about you, but there are times in my own life when pain, doubt, insecurity, sickness, shattered dreams, confusion, And chaos can cause me to doubt my very existence or doubt the very relationship that I have with God. And just when I'm about to give up, there is something on the inside. And he reminds me to hold on and to hold out. He reminds me to not lose heart. Though outwardly I am wasting away yet inwardly i am being renewed day by day and he reminds me that the battle is not mine but it's the lord's and i wish i had about two or three of you all in the back of the church or in the front that can admit that sometimes life is hard that you can admit that sometimes you struggle in this Christian life. That you can admit that chaos and confusion challenges you, and that life can sometimes challenge your relationship with God. Oh, I know I got some good Christians in here who where their life is never challenged by God, or their relationship is never challenged with God. But waiting keeps you sane. Waiting keeps you reading God's word. Waiting keeps you praying. Waiting keeps you hoping. Waiting keeps you believing. Waiting gives you still strength to hold on and hold out until your change come. I'm about finished. But there's somebody here. <laughs> there, 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 there's somebody here that's about to give up. I can't tell you what to do, whoever it is, but I can encourage you not to give up. I've been in situations where I've lost everything. And during desert storm, I'm looking across the river and all I'm thinking about is everything I lost. And as I looked, Most of the people were looking at the water when they talked to me. What's wrong? I didn't look at the water. I looked at the other side. Because if I looked at the water, I wouldn't go nowhere. But if I looked at the other side, I had a mission. And so so my mission was was that the devil was not going to win. And once I developed that mission that the devil will not win... Whatever it took, the Lord gave me the resolve to accomplishment. Oh, I wish I had about two or three witnesses in here. Who, and, and, and do we have some Davids in the house. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to get them, but I'm going to take these three rocks. And you go, I know I ain't fighting. you going to do the battle. You're going to fight this battle, huh? And just when it looks like the mountain is growing so tall you can't get over it, God shows up and he shows out. Do I have a witness in here? So James chapter 5, verses 7 through 8, tells us to be patient. Then brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. He says, see how the farmer waits for the land to yield his valuable crop? Patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. That's what the scripture said. And my brothers and sisters and to all the veterans who are here this morning and as now as I'm about to take my seat on this Veterans Day, I want to remind all of my veterans and all of you under the sound of my voice to wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he will or he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Well, we need to wait on the Lord because of that great song that we sung when this church opened up. My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He had loosed the faithful lightning of his terrible sword. His truth is what? marching on but the last verses the last scriptures of the last part is what I like in the beauty of the lilies Christ was born across the sea with a glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me as he died to make men holy let up die to make men free that is speak truth speak truth speak truth while God is marching on then he goes on to say glory. glory come on I wish I had about two or three of you that could say glory Oh, 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 can this side help me? Glory. This side, glory. Glory and the greatest praise word in the Bible. Hallelujah. Come on now. Hallelujah. Glory. 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 Hallelujah. While God is marching on. God bless you. Stand up all over the church. Oh, glory, 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 hallelujah. We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay Varina, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.newprovidencebaptist.com. Thank you for joining us, and be blessed.